if you are feeling restless, if you are feeling bored, if you are feeling a little bit perhaps hopeless, you are probably lacking something in life and what you're lacking is an experience of meaning. Life feels like a story that just isn't interesting. It just isn't meaningful. If that describes you in any way, even in a small percentage, you're going to love this six-part limited series called Hero on a Mission based on my book, Hero on a Mission. All this is super important really because your business can't grow unless you grow. I mean, unless you are expanding, your mind is growing, your soul is growing, your business needs to flow out of something and that is you. And if you've ever thought or wondered whether or not life was meaningless, I wanna convince you that it isn't. There is in fact meaning in life and there can be an experience of meaning for you. I'm your host, Donald Miller. Welcome to this limited series brought to you by Business Made Simple. It's all about becoming a hero on a mission. So what do we do when we're sick of our own life or when we've lost interest in our own life? Well, the first is to realize what we're actually saying. What we're not saying is that we're tired of life. Life is very complicated. It's nuanced. It's experienced from several billion camera angles all over the world and many, many thousands of different cultures and subcultures. Life is something other than what's happening between your ears. What we're actually tired of is our story, <laughs> that we're tired of the, the, what's happening between us being born and us dying. Uh, that is not interesting or meaningful. So I think we're okay to say life might be fine objectively. It might be okay. It's just what we've done with it isn't interesting or meaningful. And that is an enormous paradigm shift. It's the first point that I really make in the book, Hero on a Mission, is that your life might not being experienced as meaningful, but life is okay. And, and even though that sounds accusational or it sounds painful, think of the hope in that. Because if our life, if our story isn't very interesting, the great thing about stories is they can be edited. They can be changed to be made interesting and I will argue in the book here on a mission, so can your life. This all comes from personal experience. I did go through a season where I was depressed. That was probably in my early 20s. You know, just just wasn't happy with life. It wasn't working the way I wanted it to work. And uh, and I, I went from there anyway because I got a pretty good work ethic and I, I like doing creative projects. I, I experienced some success. Success really didn't work. I mean, you know, I'd put out a book or something or go on a speaking tour, give a big speech and, you know, it'd be exciting for a second. But then when that was done, I'd go right back into this feeling that life is futile, that it's a waste, that it's a, a lost cause, that it's not worth giving much energy to until I got interested in some other little project and then would, you know, get distracted for a minute, make that happen and then go right back into life being futile. Success didn't work to sustain a sense of meaning. All right, now here's the hard one that everybody listening is either going to get happy about or upset about. Religion didn't work either. I'm not saying that faith didn't work. Faith is a wonderful component of my life still to this day. I mean the, the system of jumping through hoops and trying to become somebody or be seen as somebody in order to fit into a certain tribe, which I think most religions are. They're actually just, they're just, delivery systems for tribes that makes us make us feel secure and then we begin to defend 
ourselves within that tribe and so on and so on. Uh, religion didn't work for me to create a sense of meaning. A- and what I'm really saying is that studying meaning, studying meaning through philosophy, which I did at Reed College, just uh, auditing classes there in my, my late 20s, studying meaning through the study of theology, which I did feels like ad nauseum, taking seminary courses and even taking private seminary instruction from two different Old Testament scholars, uh, attending church all the time, attending Bible studies, uh, those sorts of things, studying meaning or trying to find meaning in theology or philosophy did not give me a sense of meaning. And, and it's not that none of it was true, it's just I don't think meaning can be pursued, or at least an experience of meaning can be pursued directly. I think it actually has to be pursued indirectly. Let me give you an analogy, because some of you are saying, wait, you're saying religion isn't good, or no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that do you believe that you can fall in love by studying love? Just stop for a second. Do you believe that you can have the experience of falling in love by studying the brain chemistry and the serotonin that seeps through an amygdala and knowing that the limbic system lights up in a chemical way and even an electrical way to create the sense of love? Do you believe that by knowing that, you can actually experience falling in love? Or do you think really what you got to do is meet somebody and experience some chemistry and be attracted to them on many levels, and all that happens whether you understand it or not? That's the question. And so for me, the studying I did at Reed College, the studying I did at the various churches I attended and seminary classes and all that, it didn't give me an experience of meaning any more than studying love would give you love. So we know that to fall in love, it's a bit of a mysterious process. A lot of people would say it's intermingled with codependency and all kinds of other complicated things uh, that essentially you're trying to um, you're trying to fix something in your past, probably with your primary caretakers, and you get elated and experience a sense of falling in love because you feel like you have met that character that represents your parents when they were a child and now you can fix all their screw-ups through this relationship. That's what some people literally, that is literally a theory about where love comes from. I I don't know about that. I happen to love my wife. I don't think I'm trying to fix anything with my mommy. Uh, But hey, you know, that might be true. Meaning, I don't believe is experienced by studying meaning. I, after struggling with this for so long, uh, I rode my bicycle across America with a group of people experienced a deep sense of meaning the entire time. Absolutely loved it. It was seven weeks. I say I loved it. I loved it. I hated it. It was painful, everything all at once. And I knew by the time we got to Delaware that I was about to experience a crash, probably a season of depression, anxiety, restlessness, because every time in my life I'd done something really big, it was followed by a season of enormous letdown. And it was in that mode of knowing that that was coming that I walked into a bookstore in Washington, D.C. the day before we finished our ride in Delaware. And I picked up a copy of Victor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. This was 13 years ago. And I thought, well, this could be an interesting book considering I'm about to lose my sense of meaning. (laughs) And uh, I read it on the airplane on the way home. And that book did more to help the quality of my life than any book I've ever read uh, it, uh, it gave me an incredibly pragmatic formula 
for experiencing meaning. I began to put that formula into play in my own life and did not, in fact, experience an existential crash after riding across America. Uh, I kept the meaning going using the formula that Viktor Frankl uh, recommended in the book, and I have kept that meaning going for the last 13 years. And I explain that formula and how that life plan and productivity planner came about over these last 13 years, trying to keep the sense of meaning going. It has been wonderful. It is for me. It has replaced religion. It hasn't replaced faith. Please don't misunderstand me. It has replaced the study of meaning through theology or philosophy. In other words. I studied it for a long time. It didn't help me arrive anywhere. If I just live this way, it is so enjoyable that I don't have the hunger to go study meaning. You know, if, I, if I'm making out with my gorgeous wife, I don't really want to stop and try to understand what brain chemistry is happening right now. It would sort of ruin the, the whole vibe, right? Although my wife reads a lot, so I don't know, it might help. Anyway, it, it, would, it would ruin it. And I feel that way about life. I really do. I feel like so many of us are studying meaning to try to experience meaning, and it's not happening. It's only contributing to the restlessness. So how do we live? What do we do? What is this practical advice Viktor Frankl gives in Man's Search for Meaning? Well, Man's Search for Meaning is a wonderful book. It sold uh, 15, 16 million copies or something like that. Most of it is a story about Viktor Frankl being in the Holocaust. He was a Jew. He was in Vienna. He was taken up into three different concentration camps. He tragically lost his wife, Lily. Uh, he lost their unborn child. He lost his mother. He lost his father. In the midst of that, he continued to pursue this idea that life, in fact, had meaning and you could experience it. He then uh, miraculously uh, made it through those concentration camps and gave a series of lectures and developed his logotherapy, a therapy of meaning which I believe have saved millions of lives uh, from suicide. That was one of his specialties, was helping people who were suicidal uh, figure out how to experience meaning. It, it is very clinical. I do recommend reading it. The story is beautiful. When he gets into the logotherapy part, it's incredibly clinical, and it is not pragmatic. He doesn't prescribe a way of living. He, he dances around the philosophy of meaning. Uh, I tried to simplify all of that and Hero on a Mission and actually turn it into a process, a life plan that you can live. Essentially, what Viktor Frankl said was, if you want to experience meaning, you got to do three things. Have a project that you're working on. That is, have something that is a reason for getting out of bed in the morning, something that you are making or bringing into the world. Know specifically what that is. He also said, get outside of yourself. Get into nature. Appreciate art. Appreciate other people. Involve yourself in community. Stop looking in your own belly button, pulling the lint out of your belly button, trying to hold it up to the light and figure out what it means. It's going to kill you if you keep doing that. Get distracted by other people, by art, by nature. And then finally, have an optimistic perspective on your suffering. He said suffering is a part of life. And of course, here he is in the concentration camp saying we have to have an optimistic view of this. I mean, if, if he can do that in there... None of us have an excuse. Suffering happens. Pain happens. When I started organizing my life and creating a life plan where I had projects to work on, I appreciated art, nature, and community, and I had as optimistic a perspective on my suffering as I could. That is, I didn't play victim. I began to think of myself more as a hero. Everything in my life began to change. Everything. Uh, I lost weight. I started moving up in my professional career. I started having more discipline in my writing because that was the project. Those were the projects that I was working on. Um, it took me a long time, uh, but I became better at intimacy, less codependent, 
a better companion to be with, which made me healthy enough to interact with another healthy person and finally marry her. Uh, I've recently become a father. I have a company that is doing extremely well. I credit all of that with Viktor Frankl's formula for creating meaning. But of course, it's universal for every human being. Live your life in such a way that you get to experience meaning. You know, all this sort of crystallized for me more than 10 years ago as I was trying to put all this together. A friend of a friend got in touch and said, hey, can you have coffee? I know you once took a trip around America in a Volkswagen van. That's different than the bicycle trip. But uh, And I wrote about it. And I just took a trip around the country in a van. I'd like to write about it. Can we get together? I did. And we sat there at a paleo coffee shop in uh, Portland, Oregon. And I got to know this young man, maybe maybe 10 years younger than me. And it became very obvious that he was a nihilist, that he believed life was meaningless and futile. I mean, this is where Nietzsche ended up by studying philosophy. This is where Kierkegaard ended up by studying philosophy. So many really fantastic thinkers by studying meaning couldn't experience it or define it. He got there too. And he said something in passing, well, you know, life is meaningless. And, I, you know, I'd heard that a million times living in Portland, Oregon. But that, that, this time I heard it differently. And uh, I stopped. I said, hey, man, what if life is not meaningless? What if just your life is meaningless? And uh, I think you might have been offended by that. We're no longer friends anymore. But uh, the point bears repeating. What if what you are doing with your life is making your story uninteresting and you are trapped inside of that story or rather feel trapped, feeling that fate is responsible for writing your story, but you haven't actually accepted the personal agency to live it differently? If that's the case, Here on a Mission is all about those dynamics and it's a practical step-by-step solution for experiencing meaning that has worked for me for the last Well, more than 10 years. Now, I'm telling you, I don't wake up feeling that life is meaningless and life is futile and like a victim inside of this story. Uh, I've taken as much control of my life as I possibly can and in some ways have given up so much control because the more you're healthy you are, the more you collaborate with the people around you. But my life feels meaningful. Is it always happy? Heck no. I mean, you pause any story about a hero on a mission and ask if they're happy right now. (laughs) They're they're not. They're hanging off the side of a building. They are about to disarm a bomb. They are. There's always stuff going on that they're not happy about. One thing that you'll find about almost every hero in every story, certainly your favorite movies, is that they are not bored. They are not restless. They are engaged in their life. That is what hero on a mission is about. It's not about being happy. It's not about being productive. It's about experiencing a deep sense of meaning because the story we have launched ourselves into is actually fascinating. That's how I feel about the last 10 or more years of my life. It's just been fascinating day after day after day. And that's what I want for you. In this series, we're going to explore it. I'm going to talk about what are the benefits of processing your own death. That's a very happy episode. That's actually going to be the next episode. And I know you think it's morbid. Just wait, and I will show you everything you get that is unbelievably beautiful about processing the fact that you are going to die. 
We're going to talk about a morning ritual in episode three. What needs to be included in your morning ritual to remind yourself of what story you're living and encourage yourself to put a little something on the plot to move the story forward. Then we're going to talk about how to recognize and get out of victim mindset. Nothing will ruin a story more than if the hero thinks of themselves as a victim. It creeps in and it will destroy your story. However, we all do it. In fact, I still do it. But the degree that I don't do it, my life gets better. And I want to show you what victim mindset is and encourage you to get out of it as much as possible. We also want to talk about in episode five, how do you recognize the villain inside of you? Yes, there is a villain inside you, and that villain will also ruin your story. You know, if we play the victim, our story's doomed. If we play the villain, our story is doomed. If we play the hero, our story lights up, gets traction, and starts going somewhere, and we get to experience a sense of meaning. And then in episode six, we're going to talk about how do you know if you are living a meaningful life? What does it actually feel like? Well, we're going to put it all together in episode six. Well, if you are ready to create a deeper sense of meaning in your life, you can also pre-order my new book, Hero on a Mission, which is available January 11th. Just go to Amazon or Audible, pre-order the book, then email your receipt to book at heroonamission.com. It's book at heroonamission.com. When you do, you'll get free instant access to my story-based goal-setting video series. It's a video series I created that just talks about how to get things done using a narrative context. Most of us don't accomplish our goals because it's not based in story. If, you know, For instance, if you want to lose 20 pounds, you can look at your mirror and say, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by you know two months from now. Or you can say, I'm going to run a marathon and put uh, $5,000 on the line that I have to give to the opposite political party of my choice. <laughs> and um, my guess is you're going to lose 20 pounds, right? Because your goal has a story in it. It's based inside of a narrative. So if that makes you curious, you want to know what story-based goal setting is, just pre-order my book, Hero on a Mission, at Amazon or Audible. Forward your receipt to book at heroonamission.com. I will email you back a link to that free story-based goal setting video series. This is a limited time offer, so don't miss out. Grab the book and get the free video series today. Thanks for joining me for this six-part series in which I coach you on how to experience a meaningful life. By the end of it, I believe we will all be living as heroes in our own story, and that is going to be a relief. No more restlessness, no more boredom. We'll see you next week. I'm in a stage, suck it away. I need a change, feels like someone be there.